welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. If you could please turn with me to Philippians chapter 3. We're going to be looking at verses 12 through 15. Philippians 3, 12 through 15. The title of our message here this morning is A New Beginning. I'll tell you, as a pastor, I'm very blessed at what God has done in 2017. I truly am. As I think about all that God did this year, I think about uh, VBS, Vacation Bible School, how the Lord just brought many kids to this place and how, you know, we had the, the skits there, the little skits that were put on by Pastor Chad and Brenda. I think Dave joined one of the times and we had uh, different people joining and, and stuff, but bringing the Bible alive for the kids and the little kids raising their hands, some of them praying to receive Jesus and, and just a wonderful work of God just working in our Vacation Bible School. I think of the Harvest Festival, how they put the puppet show together, and just a blessing to see how the Lord blessed that and how you know, people responded to the gospel as it went forth uh, at the Harvest Festival, and just watching just the hand of the Lord at work. I think of the Labor of Love Music Fest and just how we were able to have newsboys to be with us and how you know, they just you know, did such an awesome job in citizen way and, and just the work of the Spirit and how the gospel went out and many people responded and we had many people come down to the water to be baptized and we gave away hundreds of Bibles and it's just a, a beautiful thing to see what God has been doing in our midst and the play and just how uh, we were just so blessed to have many people come to attend the play. Not only that, many people in the cast and just watching the gifts and the talents and watching God at work and bringing the body together in such a special way. And then just watching people respond as the gospel went out and and just seeing a great work of the Holy Spirit. I know one of the nights when I was able to share at the end of the play, we literally had a row of kids in the front row. And then even in the back, there's like two rows of kids and they all raised their hand to receive the Lord. And out loud, they just prayed, Lord, come into my heart, forgive me of my sins. And it was just such a beautiful thing to just hear them. Just, you know, just even some of them were just really passionate, say, God, forgive me of my sins. And it was just breaking my heart and other people responding out in the, in the sanctuary and just watching just a wonderful work of God's spirit. And with all that being said, I, I, I pray that the Lord does a new thing for 2018. I really do, because the Bible talks about where, where you know, Paul the Apostle said that, he'll do, that, that God will do far more, exceedingly, abundantly, above all than we can even ask or think of. And God loves doing new things with us. God loves doing new things. And I pray that we as a church, would have a heart and, and get in contact with the new things that God wants to do in this com- coming year. Amen? But I also pray, not just as a church, but even individually for us, that God would accomplish, you know, things that are beyond us. Truly, things that are just way beyond us, because we have a God that's far greater than we are. Amen? And he wants to do great things. And I believe personally, I can get in the way of what God wants to do. Or personally, I can restrict what God wants to do. And I don't want to restrict him. And I don't want to get in his way. I want to try to get out of his way in this upcoming year. And even as Pastor Dave pointed out during the announcements, you know, one of the greatest things we can do is really be committed to the word of God. And that's, that's a good start, is really be committed to the word of God. 
and also to be committed to really a true personal relationship with God, not just rules and regulations. God doesn't want a mechanical relationship with us. Do you know that? Get up in the morning, got to do my devotions. Okay, read chapter one. Thank you, God, for your word. Amen. Go to work. You know, he doesn't want this mechanical thing going. It's good to read the word, but he still, he wants that relationship. He wants us to read his word. Why? So we can get to know him better. He wants us to go to church. Why? So we can get to know him better and have fellowship with those that know him. And I believe God wants to do greater things in this upcoming year. And the year 2018, it might very well be the year that Jesus Christ comes back for his church. My question is, are you ready? Am I ready? Or when, if let's say the the rapture of the church took place, I'm way off my notes right now, by the way, but let's say the rapture of the church, (laughs) let's say the rapture of the church took place. I mean, seriously, it could happen uh, according to the word that God could take his church at any time, any time. So let's say right now, okay, right now, okay, rapture, boom, we're up. This could happen. When we stand before his presence, I mean, right now, Would there be regrets like, oh, Lord, I wish in 2017 I did so much better. I was so caught up with this, and I kind of got busy with that. And I, oh, man, I wish I could have done more. I wish I would have spent more time with you. I mean, is there going to be that regret when if if we're in his presence, I mean, instantly right now? Or is it going to be, Lord God, thank you for coming. It's just been so difficult, but you are so awesome. (laughs) And I believe that's how it should be. I'm, I'm about your business, and it's just crazy. We live in a, do you know this is a crazy world down there? <laughs> but thank you, God. Thank you for all you did. And I pray for this upcoming year that we wouldn't have regrets, that we would go through this year coming up, and we would see new things that God's going to do, and we would be about our Father's business, and we'd be you know, totally consumed with what he wants, not what we want. And let me give you a challenge. Are you willing to lay your will down for 2018? Are you willing to lay your will down? This is it's like, this is what I want. This is what I've planned. This is what, no, are you willing to say, Lord, uh, this is my will. I don't know if you can use any of this. Um, I kind of, you know, there's a 200 page little document here, but this is what I want, but I'm willing to give it to you because I want your will to be done. Are you, are you, are you at that place? Because for a believer, we're called to lay our will down. We're, we're called to surrender our lives. We're, we're called to say, my life is not mine anymore. That's a real Christian. That's what a real Christian does. And I want us to be challenged here today. I, I want us to be challenged because I want to be a real Christian. I, I want to, to lay my will down, to lay my life down. And most of you know my story. And I, it, My story was I, I was... In the corporate world, I was given 51% ownership of a multi-million dollar company. That was what's supposed to happen in my life. And God spoke to my heart and says, no, I called you into the ministry. And I can tell you 17 years later, 2000 is when that happened. 17 years later, I have not one regret. Because one day in the will of God is is so much better than 10,000 days any other place. One day in the will of God is so much better. It doesn't mean it's been all great and fun and games and all that. But I can say it's so fulfilling to to stand in the will of God. And I want to challenge all of us that can we stand in the will of God? Can we we, we let go of the things of the past? Can we let go of our will and what we think we want and what we feel that we have to have? Are we willing to accept his will? And let me... Let me add this to, to this, please. 
His will is so much better. I can look back and, and say, you know, oh, this could have happened. I, I've never thought once, like, oh, I could have done this with the corporate world. Oh, I miss all the. I don't miss any of it. Seriously, I don't miss any of it. Why? Because his will is so much better. And maybe God is challenging you, challenging you right now with his will. And you say, no, this is my will. And you're, you're kind of holding on saying, well, God, I really want this. I, I really hoped for this. And I really, and can I ask that you today, maybe today is a surrendering time that you surrender it to God and say, God, not my will, but your will be done. Your will be done. And before we get into our text, I want to add one other thing. <laughs> God's speaking to someone right now because I'm not planning any of this. When you're not in the will of God, it's miserable. It really is. Deep down, it's miserable because godliness with contentment is great gain. There's contentment when there's when you, you do the will of God, there's great contentment that comes and there, there's terrible discontentment when you're, when you're not doing what God has called you to do. God wants to do a new thing. He's constantly wanting to do new things. But are we willing to let him, allow him to do all that he wants to do? And that's what we're going to talk about here in Philippians. I'm going to go ahead and read Philippians 3, verse 12. Paul the Apostle writing, Paul said, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Last verse. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Lord, just praying over the text. These four verses, Lord, we pray over and ask that you would give us that application for our lives. Help us, Lord, to hear what your spirit is saying to the church today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Paul the Apostle, at this point, as he's writing this, he was approximately 30 years in the Lord. He was walking with the Lord for 30 years at this point. And as you read his words, to me, even these four verses, I get a sense that he's just as passionate about the Lord Jesus Christ as he was when he first met Jesus. Just the passion in his words, how, you know, it's talking about, you know, pressing forward and, and reaching upward for the higher calling of God in Christ Jesus. And just the passion of Paul. Paul did not lose his passion after 30 years of walking with the Lord. And I, sometimes you see someone, they're walking with the Lord 10 years and they just start fizzling out or 20 years. You, you see these young kids growing up in the church and, and then you just see that just the passion is not there. Or, and then you just see finally they get a hold of the things of God. They get a hold of the, the things of the Holy Spirit and you see that passion comes back. Paul the Apostle, again, about 30 years walking with the Lord, but 30 years later, he has not lost passion for Jesus. 
He's just as passionate about Jesus Christ as he was when he, he was on the road to Damascus and he fell off, with, you know, he, I say fall off the, uh, his high horse. We don't know for sure if he was even on a horse, but he fell down and God took a hold of him. My question is, is God taking a hold of you? Are you doing church just to go to church? Or just, did God really get a hold of you? Has God gotten a hold of your life? I, God got a hold of my life October 29th, 1995. God got a hold of me. Does that mean I've lived a perfect life from that day? No, I wish I did, but I, I have it. I've made mistakes. I've fallen. I've done crazy things. I've made bad decisions. But one thing I want to do, I want to forget those things behind. And I want to be as passionate about Jesus Christ today as I ever was before. And I pray that for all of us. I, I do. I pray that for all of us. That, you know, because there's going to be things in this world. There's going to be temptations in the world. And, and, you know, even the things of, you know, being lukewarm and just kind of, just kind of doing church to do church. I mean, all that crazy stuff can just creep in. And we're just, it's like we're numb to the things of God sometimes. I, I can't stand when I'm numb to the things of God. That, that drives me crazy. If God's not speaking to me through a Bible message and stuff, that drives me absolutely crazy. I want to hear from God. And I desire we do that. The passion 30 years later that Paul the apostle has, you can't miss it when you read the book to, to the church in Philippi. And Paul's encouraging us to have vision and to press forward. And I want to look back in that verse. I want to look back, if you can, with me. It's up on the screen, verse 12. And Paul says, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also has also laid hold of me. If you're a note-taker, the word attained it means to get possession of or to to you know to take hold of something it's he says i i haven't yet really attained to it i i haven't accomplished all that god has for me i haven't completed it and i i believe all of us that are here today we can say the same thing because we're still here so there's still more that god wants to do there's still something that he wants to accomplish so paul's basically saying i haven't accomplished those things that that i i i wish that i could accomplish or i have hoped to accomplish but what i do is i want to lay hold of that for which christ jesus has laid hold of me and then the the word laid hold of is it's an interesting word it means to seize it means to hold on so to make it your own it's like it's like something like it's not just like you know, here's the will of God. It's, and it's not like, well, this is it. Okay, that's nice. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. And just kind of just do it a few times. And I'll just, no, it's like holding on to it with your dear life and seizing onto it and saying, this is what God has for me. And God, I'm just, I'm going to just take hold of everything that you have for me. And Lord, I'm going to trust that you're going to accomplish these things. But did you notice it says, which Christ Jesus also has also laid hold of me. Paul's saying, Christ is laid hold of me for a purpose. And Paul's basically saying, I want to accomplish it. Do you know what Christ Jesus has laid hold of you for? If I was to go to each one of you and say, uh, excuse me, uh, Chad, Harris, yes, uh, what has God laid hold of you for? Hopefully he'd be able to say, well, you know what? God has called me to be an evangelist. God has called me to be a Bible teacher. God has, has called me to, you know, to, to reach out to the lost. God has called, and he, hopefully he would be able to articulate what God has laid hold of his life for. And hopefully I could go to every one of you and say, yeah, what has God laid hold of you for? If you asked me, I'd say, well, I, I'm called to be a pastor, teacher, evangelist, um, 
tried to be a comedian, but that doesn't work very well. <laughs> but seriously, what, you know, so if we were to, if, if, if we were to go to every one of you and say, what, what has Jesus Christ laid hold of you for? Can you, can you explain that? Can you explain why Christ Jesus has laid hold of you? And then my other question is, if you know what he's laid hold of you for, are you holding on to it with dear life? Are you saying, you know, okay, pastor, teacher. So pastor, you know, that's what I'm called to do. I'm going to pastor the best I can. I'm going to teach, oh God, with your help. I'm going to teach the best way I know how. Uh, Evangelize. I'm going to share the gospel the best way I know how to share the gospel. And I'm just going to lay hold of this until the day I come to see you, until the day when I'm in your presence. And that's the picture that we have. But first off, you have to know what it is. And, you know, what are you called to do? What is God placed in your life? What has God, you know, put on in you to accomplish in you? And hopefully you know. And as I'm looking around the room, I, I see different people. I know what they're called to do because I see them in action. I, I see them at work. I see the, the Holy Spirit working with them. And I, and I see the work of the Holy Spirit taking a hold of them. And they're taking a hold of it. And can I get an amen? If that's you today, isn't, isn't it one of the greatest honors to serve God in that capacity? I remember when I was asked to, in, when I was in Michigan to, to oversee the youth ministry and to, to teach the youth. And I was, I was not that old in the Lord. I didn't know the Lord very long. And I was like, really? You, know, you want me to do that? And it was my brother-in-law. He's the pastor of a Calvary Chapel in Michigan. He says, yeah, you know, we prayed about it. We feel the Lord would have you do that. And I was so nervous. I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, teach these kids. And the kids that were there, these are my nieces and nephews and other kids. And they've known the Lord all their life. And they could teach me the Bible. And I'm thinking, I'm going to teach them the Bible? I thought it would be like an instruction thing. I'd open up the Bible and say, no, Joey, you know, no, no. You know, that's wrong. You know, that's wrong. And they're like... <laughs> Because <laughs> they, they study the Bible, where they're this big, and they all know the Bible, you know, inside and out. They've gone through it five, six, ten times, you know. And here, you're calling me, God, to teach these guys? And God's like, yeah. And let me tell you something. I'll never forget the day when we opened the Bible, and I had the sense of God's presence there like I never experienced in my whole entire life. And some of the kids were weeping and crying, and, and God was speaking to their hearts, and confirming things in their lives. And right then and there, I was like, Lord, I want to do this. I don't know what I'm doing, but I know you're in on it because I know you're here. And I, I know that you're, you're doing something. If I could teach these kids that know the Bible and I'm just learning the Bible and I'm learning and, and you're teaching me as I'm teaching them. And God, just, can you continue to do this? And I, I want to do this. And, and I laid hold of it. And I was in the corporate world. I was working 60, 80, 90 hours a week. But yet, when we had our midweek Bible study, when we had our prayer time, when we had our Sunday service, I was the first one in the church. I was there. I wanted to be there. I didn't want to miss out on anything that God had. Because I knew that the Lord Jesus Christ laid hold of my life. And I served this world diligently. Diligently, I served this world before I knew Christ. Diligently, I served this world. I gave this world all that I had. I served it diligently. So when God came and forgave me and washed me and, and cleansed me and made me a new person, I was like, Lord, I want to serve you better than I serve the world. I'm all in. And that's what we see with Paul the Apostle. He said, I'm all in. 
And I want to challenge all of us today. Are are we all in on this Jesus thing? Are we all in on being born again? Are we all in on whatever he has, good or bad, no matter what it looks like? Are we all in? Are we able to commit it all and say, Lord, no matter what happens, I'm all in on this thing that you have for me. You saved me. You washed me. You cleansed me. You gave me new life. And I'm all in on whatever you want to do. Lord, take hold of me. And if you're ready to do that, Be ready to be blown away what the Lord will do. If you would have told me way back then when I was sitting down in a little classroom with these kids that one day you're going to have a church, one day you're going to have a church on the harbor, you're going to have, you know, the only church in Sunset Beach, a community that was there for over 100 years, and you're going to be the only church they ever had. If you told me that, I'd say, you're crazy. We've got a huge God that loves to do great things. But it's taking hold of him. Don't get me wrong. This world is very tempting, isn't it? There are things in this world that are so tempting that want to take our distractions, want to distract us and take our focus off of the Lord. And I want to just say to you, let's fight the good fight of faith. Let's, let's, let's put away childish things, as Paul the Apostle said. Let's, let's take hold of all that God has. Let's, let's resist the devil, knowing that he shall flee from us. Let's draw near to God. Let's encourage each other in the things of the Lord. Amen. 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 So whatever God has called you to do, I just want to encourage you, do it all for him. Do it heartily as unto him, not to men. If he's called you to be a Bible teacher, teach the Bible. Find opportunities to teach. If he's called you to, into helps ministry, help. And we could use a lot of help. And the church, the body of Christ, needs help. If he's called you to do hospitality, just you know, use that gift for his glory. Whatever he's called you to do, use it for his, his glory. You might have the gift of giving. Use it for his glory. The gift of evangelism. Use the gift of evangelism. Use it for his glory. Allow the Lord to give you vision for 2018. Allow him to show you what, what he wants to do. Pray for that. Take time. Spend time. Ask him, what, what is the vision for this upcoming year? What does he want to accomplish? Most of you know this verse, Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people, can we say it together? Perish. But interesting, it says, but he that take, excuse me, he that keeps the law, happy is he. In other words, when, if you keep the law, if you stay in his word, you're going to figure out the vision he has for you. You're going to be happy. But if you have no vision, you're going to perish. God wants to give you vision. God, it's pretty, how can I say when you don't have vision, it's, it can be very confusing. It can be very disheartening. You know, it's like you don't know which way to go. God wants to give us vision, meaning he wants to, to show us his will. He wants to, you know, show us what he desires. So if you have no vision, you're going to perish. You're just going to go off. If, if you're not committed to the things of him and you don't have the vision of what God has for you, if you don't know your gifts and your callings, the Bible says make it short, then you're just going to drift off and you're going to perish. You're going to just do this and do that and, and you're going to end up doing things that are, that are not going to last for all eternity. And might I say with this, allow the Lord to stretch you. Allow the Lord to stretch you. So often we want to stay in our comfort zone. It's like, well, I'm not comfortable with that. You know, it's like, you know, most of the stuff that I do, I've done for the last 17 or maybe, well, let's see, 22 years walking with the Lord. Uh, most of the stuff that I've done, I wasn't comfortable doing it. <laughs> Surely. 
For it's God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So often we, we say, oh, you know, and I sometimes will use this, but I don't get a peace, but it doesn't mean I'm not comfortable. It means that I don't feel the Lord's hand. If I say I don't get a peace about it, I pray about something, sometimes I don't get a peace about it because God is speaking to my heart and saying, no, that's not the direction. That's a different story. Listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.